This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 84, Holiday Heist. Ooh. It's going to be one a was good that one, one again? <laughs> that is Home Alone 4. Yeah. Or 5. Mm. Home Alone 5. Home Alone Classic. 5. Gosh. That's one of my favorites, um, said no one. Closed out. I already the used Lost in New York, so mm-hmm. I had to go with a Home Alone sequel because today we're talking through. The movie Home Alone. We're watching Home Alone with you, the listener. Yes. And we're just going to riff the entire time. And so you guys get to watch the movie and listen to us in your ear holes. Yeah, with us. What a treat for you. What a Christmas gift. With me, as always, by the way, are my fellow, uh, well, it's uh, Harry and Marv. Yeah, we're your fellow <laughs> wet bandits. Spoiler. Yeah, your fellow wet bandits. <laughs> uh, Colin Harmon. That's me. And Wes Allen. Colin, go easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> so I'm excited for this, actually. This is, we've never done something like this. Um, and I, I promise to keep this short because this is, you know, it's a full length movie. You're going to see the, you're not going to be able to listen to this in the car. But you could. maybe sometime over your holiday break, you'll be able to watch Home Alone and watch it right with us. It's like we're here in your living room. Yeah. Or on the toilet with you as you watch it on your phone, or however you choose to watch this movie. Yeah. That's and let's be honest, you probably have the movie memorized anyway, so you probably could listen to us just talk. And That's a good point. Yeah. You already know all the beats. You're so good. So the point of this is just to have fun. We're going to give you a cue as to when to start the movie if you want to watch along with us. And unless you guys have anything else to say, let's just jump right into it because, hey, this is... An all-time classic Christmas movie, and I can't wait to watch it with y'all. And we are watching it on Disney+. Plus. I feel like that's the only place you can stream it other than like buying it on iTunes or DVD or whatever. Yeah, so this episode is definitely sponsored by Disney+. Plus. They just don't know it. Okay, everybody get your remotes ready. We're going to try to synchronize this as best as we can. Colin, you're running the show over here on our watch party. Mm-hmm. And we'll do three, two, one, go. And you go on go. Just so everybody's clear. Go on go. All right. Go on go. Three, two, one, go. Uh, the 20th Century Fox fanfare. Yeah. You know, what's funny about the 20th Century Fox uh, logo here is I, I've got nothing. It has the R on it. <laughs> well, it's not called that anymore. It's just That's called true. 20th Century Picture or Studios. Oh, there Wes. you go. Wes, do you know Leave what font this is? Leave it to Wes to have the facts Do you know there. what font this is for the titles, Wes? Do you know? <laughs> do you know what it is? Uh, Actually, I don't think I know. Is it Clarendon? I was going to say Clarendon just because of the little swoopy uh, ball thingies on the J's and whatnot, the uppercase J's. So I'm going to go with Clarendon. We'll, we'll fact check that. Okay. For sure. Do you think Can we talk are- about how slow this intro is? Dude, this is when movies like had nowhere to be. Like, and kids some- <laughs> had attention spans. <laughs> but so you have true. that John Williams score under it, which yeah, is incredible. Let's you enjoy it. Which almost didn't happen, by the way. I, that's right. I heard about yeah, that Yeah, they somewhere. had another composer lined up, didn't they? 
Yeah, it's like weeks before the movie uh, was in theaters, they find they on a whim the, their uh, their composer stopped or like quit, so they had to find someone else. And they're like, "Hey, let's dream a little bit. Let's ask John Williams." And he they sent him a cut of the movie, and he loved it. That's crazy. So here we. I feel like it makes the movie. It does. I want to visit this house someday. It's a real place. You can. Yeah. But. Actually, this entire the set of the of the house inside is a set that is in a high school. Oh, like this right. whole thing was built in a high school, and that's cool. since John Hughes made this, he likes to make movies in Chicago. So they built it in a high school that was filmed at uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and in Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. That's crazy. Dude, this is like. There's Macaulay. Oh, there he is. So adorable. I love that everything in the whole house happens to just be Christmas colored too. I feel like that's a beautiful. I'm sure that was on purpose, but. Oh yeah, yeah, it was yeah. for sure. Even You'll the notice phone is green. Every... Where'd you get that phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everywhere they go is Christmas colors. So it's red and green. Everything. I love it. It's like because they had to build an entire house on a set, they just like, hey, let's make everything Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Which, do we ever figure out what her actual job is? Like, do we know that at any point? This is yeah. a very nerdy detail, but I think that in the uh, the novelization of the movie... Oh, he uh she is a fashion designer that's why when like they do the the like uh scene where he like make fakes the party with mm-hmm. all the mannequins and everything that's why they have so many uh-huh. mannequins nice retconning there for yeah. that author and apparently the dad is a business person but i've seen some rumors online that he might be like part of the mob <laughs> i thought for sure he was a drug dealer some sort like something like that meth <laughs> walter white over here which one is the one that has the uh judo champion is it her is that i don't know that it's one of the girls one of the little girls was a summer olympic <laughs> are you serious judo, i don't know that was on the judo team yeah yeah for 96 and 2000 i believe crazy i'll have to try to look that up pete. while you guys are while we are there's big pete. big pete oh pete big pete See, I think he filmed this like a year or two before Pete and Pete. So like when I would see this later on, I wasn't quite sure if that was him or not. Because uh, oh. he, he, I think he got kind of a growth spurt when they did Pete and Pete. So I wasn't quite sure. But definitely with the second movie, I was like, yeah, that's totally Pete. That's you know, crazy. before IMDb and all that. Mm-hmm. Man, everything is Christmas colored. It's so fun. <laughs> everything. I've got a fun fact about the way they shot these uh, scenes is oh, that yeah? every scene with Kevin in these opening scenes is from the top down so that he's being talked down to like oh. he's a kid, oh, yeah. but everything after that, he's kind of shot straight on. Huh? Like so the movie almost right. comes down to his level in some sense. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty genius. Here comes the introvert um, cry. <laughs> this is, this I love is basically that he me says, trying I... to keep coronavirus going. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I still am unclear. Whoever plays Megan, 
And so I don't know which one's Megan. I don't know who that is. I'll try to. I've been looking at pictures. We'll see if she pops up and I can point her out. But that's the judo champion. Is that Josh Groban? Do you think that's an early Josh Groban? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buzz. I the know. perfect older brother jerk for a movie. It's so true. <laughs> Who went to bed? <laughs> and that's oh, where. Oh, man. That hit really hard as a kid. Oh, it yeah. did. They really like, accentuated oh, man, really that bad. cuss word. <laughs> yeah. Very emphatic. And then it's like he had the Calendar Girls poster behind him. It's like, oh, he's a bad boy. Yeah. And every bad boy always has to know the ghost story of the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Well, and so this guy, this was a late addition to the script. Um, I'm sure you know this, Wes. The, the, the old guy was a late addition to the script from Chris Columbus. Apparently, he read the script of, from John Hughes and thought it needed more of a wholesome kind of flair to it, and more oh. Christmassy flair. And so Chris Columbus added the crazy old neighbor, or the 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 shoveler. Yeah, and that was a great call because I mean it gave the movie a whole lot of heart. Yeah, I feel like he plays like us as the audience. You know, he's the person who finds the allegory and all of this and realizes like, Oh, I need to make sure I connect with my family. Cause I could be alone someday. Kind of well, and it's also just a good lesson on like not judging a book by its cover. True. 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 I I've noticed, I noticed something last year when I watched this is that when he comes into the, the, uh, the store, when he's buying the toothbrush, that there's like a continuation of things that happen every time you see them. I'll kind of talk about that whenever it happens. But Please do. Yeah. This guy drives exactly Little Nero Pizza. I kind of love that, like, they, they. I love when movies, like, make up, like, companies and things in movies rather than just being a, like, a. A product placement. Mm-hmm. I love that, like they made their own like Little Nero's Pizza, but it is like you know obviously based off of Little Caesars. Yeah. And uh, their slogan was "In twenty minutes, or you don't pay." Mm-hmm. Which I think him sliding in and knocking over the statue might be a reference <laughs> to the whole like fiasco that was the thirty minutes or you don't pay kind of mm-hmm. deal. People getting into car accidents and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> I love that running gag of them knocking over the statue. Oh, for I sure. feel like they ca- they like continue that on to like the sequel and everything and uh-huh. I laugh every time. This is okay, so uh, describing an improv scene never works, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was an improv game that we played in college uh, called Chain Murder and basically it was just a charades game, uh, a charades guessing game. Uh, and the ga- the guesser um, was basically just trying to guess all the suggestions from the audience. One of the suggestions was Home Alone, and the clue giver had to show them Home Alone in some way. So he acted out the whole driving in and the statue falling down. <laughs> like he started there and acted That's out the amazing. movie uh, with guys getting hit and stuff. And it was like it was a huge hit in the audience. That's really fun. Yeah, That's like amazing. everybody recognized. I mean, obviously everybody knew the answer already because they gave it. But once he did that, it, it killed. People just know that the statue falling down. That's fantastic. By the way, when the dad says like, am I arrested or something? That's another like nod to like, is he like part of the mob or like, oh. breaking the law or something? So he kind of jokingly <laughs> says that, but like he knows he's in trouble. 
think Megan might be that girl at the end, the green shirt. Mm. Really, this is all just going to be me guessing yeah. who the judo champion <laughs> who is. Who is Megan? By the way, it's like, how do you order 10 pizzas and not get, like, more cheese? I- I'm with Kevin on this. This is a cardinal sin for Wes. Yeah, it's like, I'm all for the cheese pizza, so I understand his pain with this. Uh, Fuller and the Pepsi, which is his brother, by the way. I don't, I'm know, sure so everybody bad. knows that by by now. But Macaulay's real life brother. So, this the reason that he was left home alone. You can trace it back to if they have only ordered more cheese pizzas, he would never <laughs> have been left alone. That's a good point. Okay, this is the first detail of like how it makes sense that they didn't know that he was gone. That ticket says Kevin on it. That was accidentally thrown away. Good eye. I I didn't realize that until years, years later, is that when the dad, when everything spills on it, look what you did, you little jerk. Uh, when the dad, when everything spills on it, the dad is cleaning up with napkins, and he accidentally throws away. Kevin's okay, I think ticket. that was Megan. Sorry, the girl who had the napkin in her hands wearing green. Okay, finally, <laughs> anyway, you got this. Continue. Out. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I I really never noticed that. That's really fa- about the ticket. That's really clever. They like John Hughes got a lot of criticism of like. Why, how would they not know that they left their kid at home? So he did everything in his power to write in every possible scenario that could lead to how that happened. Mm-hmm. I never noticed that so many photos that are on the walls in this house are of like drawings of plants and random horticultural things like maybe that's he actually is feigning as some kind of horticulturist but he's actually a weed dealer or something maybe that's what the <laughs> actually is yeah that that totally makes sense do you look i always thought it was weird that they had a, a wreath on the inside of their door oh yeah that is <laughs> it's decorative just to i de- mean all wreaths are but maybe they're an arborist like so many different plants are pictured in all of these different things dude if i well, talk to plants are that green, way so. See, this is the other thing that kind of John Hughes covered with is that he, they say that, that Fuller is going to come up and sleep with him, but he's like, he'll pee all over me. So she's like, okay, well, he'll sleep somewhere else. So he is the only one that's sleeping upstairs. So that's how they, another Mm. reason why they forget him. Yeah. And it's not a place that he normally sleeps in some sense. So it's not a place they would normally check. Yeah. It's good. So smart. Have you heard that? Do you guys watch Shit's Creek? Yeah. I've watched a bit I've of heard, it, but not all of it. I, I've heard that there is like a phenomenon online about people are like just now figuring out that, that Catherine O'Hara is the same person that's in <laughs> Shit's Creek. Oh, wow. That's pretty sad. She's um, a legend. Though, you know, I obviously she's a, she's a comedy legend specifically, and. Obviously, I, this is probably the case for you guys. This was my first experience with Catherine O'Hara uh, in a movie mm. or anything. And so it surprised me to learn later that she was a comedian because she plays it pretty straight here. 
Yeah, but she's I think she was in SCTV, SCTV with uh, John Candy yeah. and uh-huh. Eugene Levy and all that. Yep. Yeah. Did Eugene Levy write that? Did he write uh, SCTV? I don't know that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know much about SCTV and like who the writers were, and I don't know how similar to SNL it was. If everybody's in hand in writing or if that's separate. I think my first exposure with her was Beetlejuice. I remember seeing Beetlejuice at a very young age. So I think it came out 89, I believe. So I think it was like a year before this. Yeah. Yeah. I probably didn't see Beetlejuice until after this movie. Yeah. Spot. I remember my sisters watching it. That's the only reason I was able to see Beetlejuice when I was a kid. Uh, That's funny. This was another thing is that the power mm. went out, like a branch fell mm-hmm. on the power line, so the power went out, so their alarm clock didn't go off. Now, this part when they say we slept in, I never really knew what they said or what that meant, because I had uh, never heard that phrase before when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I spent years just not knowing what they said there. <laughs> Need the subtitles to come in, closed captioning. Oh, by the way, this kid, um, do you know that thing about Fresh Prince where the first like 10 episodes or so, like Will Smith was a first time actor. So he would learn everybody else's lines so you can see him mouthing it. This kid mouths that kid right there. He mouths mouths the the bus driver. Yeah. He might even do it here, too. I don't know. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. That's funny. When do you guys remember seeing Home Alone for the first time? Did you see it in theaters? Or do you even Mm. remember? I remember specifically seeing the second one in theaters. I think I saw this one in theaters as well. But I... I could be mixing it up. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm, I vividly remember seeing the second one because I was with my cousins in Tennessee and my parents surprised me to go see the movie. Mm. But I don't know if I saw it in the, the first one in theaters. I definitely remember seeing it at my grandmother's house because she, she was one of these people that hated renting movies, but she would always buy movies all the time. I think she had some sort of club. But I remember always doing a double header of Home Alone and Christmas Vacation at her house. Nice. So, like, I always associate this movie and Christmas Vacation with my grandmother. Hmm. Christmas Vacation, another John Hughes movie. Exactly. And it's fun fun fact, uh, Chris Columbus, who directed this movie, was offered to direct Christmas Vacation a year beforehand, but... He did not get along with Chevy Chase at all. As no one else really does. I know. So, like, he's like, I can't do this. So, John Hughes passed him this other script. It's like, here's another thing I think you'll like. Because apparently Chris Columbus loves, like, Christmas and anything to do with Christmas. So, he wanted to make a Christmas movie. So, like, John Hughes had written this based on... Because Macaulay Culkin was in Uncle Buck, which came out, I think, a year or two before this. So, like... Um, so John Hughes had had the script written and ready to go. So he, 
passed it to Chris Columbus and he loved the script. So he decided to direct, to direct it. So. Hmm. Now there's a little baby. It looks like my baby. <laughs> Babies be babying. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like the line that I use a bunch is like, bring me back something French. I think I use it all the time. Like anytime <laughs> I, I'm leaving anybody that's going on vacation or I drop anybody off at the airport. That's my go-to. <laughs> And what percentage of people get the reference? Oh, zero percent. Yeah. It's all for me. I'm not sure I would have gotten that reference. Yeah. To answer your actual question, Wes, I don't remember the very first time I saw this. I can't I can't remember the situation where it was at all. Hmm. I don't even know if I saw it when I was... Oh, it had to be when I was a kid, but... It's like a, I haven't thought about that at all. Like, I don't know when I would have seen it. My uh, my favorite movie t- or my favorite memory tied to this movie is a few years ago actually, um, I guess it would be Christmas of twenty fourteen December twenty fourteen. My then girlfriend, now wife, we um, decided to watch this movie together, just kind of as a d- date, and um, we watched the movie. It was fun. I, as we were watching. She got a text from my brother. I saw his name pop up on her screen and she quickly hid the phone from me, which I have complete trust in her. So I really did not think anything of it. I thought he was just randomly asking her a question about Christmas gifts for me or something. Um, and then we finished the movie. She goes home. I go to bed. And then the next thing I know, a bunch of men are masked men bust into my room <laughs> and put a pillowcase over my head. <laughs> throw me in the back of a the car bandits. yeah drive me or drive me around like in the the back of the car like swerving and all the stuff playing guar loudly <laughs> we end up in a walmart parking lot and they take the pillowcase off my head and it's a bunch of my friends and my brother telling me that we were going on a surprise bachelor party weekend oh wow <laughs> and they had an rv and everything and we took a, a weekend up to Asheville and Oh, uh, North fun. Carolina. That's it fun. was awesome. So I, this movie's tied to that memory for me because it yeah. was uh, obviously the night before. And it's like some PTSD so, that turned into a good thing. Yeah. So <laughs> did you get to finish the movie? Or was it like in the middle <laughs> yeah. of it? Yeah, yeah. No, we finished the movie and I went to bed. I mean, it was early in the morning when they, when they burst into my room. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Gosh, it's such a time stamp. poster. Yeah, it's such a timestamp for the ice tea poster over there. It's so funny. I know. And there's always like the Chicago stuff mm-hmm. around the house, like the bears and the bulls. Yeah, Cubs that. mug upstairs in the attic. Which apparently John Hughes recorded all of his movies in Chicago if he could help it just because he hated dealing with studio executives and there were no studio executives in Chicago. Oh, is that true? Which I feel like I relate to on some level. That's funny. Uh, Being in video in the creative field, just dealing with people uh, who make decisions for you and don't understand. And I feel like every single movie he did was set in Chicago. I never noticed that pinball machine over there. That's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Is this where we learn that the McAllisters are actually hoarders? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I remember how I said that I used to always watch this at my grandmother's house. 
we would always watch it in the basement because she had a finished basement, mm. but she had like a room to the left of like everything that had all the basements, basements th- type things like the furnace and all that. So like mm. when we would watch the movie, it would be in her basement always. So like behind the door where I would sit would be the furnace. So like every time I would see that scene, I would get kind of freaked out by the furnace. Be like, <laughs> that, well, you're back there. So that furnace, for whatever reason, makes me think of the vacuum cleaner from Brave Little Toaster. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and eat its own Another cord. traumatizing scene. I always, it always bugged me that like, Buzz said, I'm going to feed you to my tarantula, but he never actually says that anywhere else. Because everybody oh, yeah. else actually said what they're saying in this vision That's that he's true. having in his head. Yeah, I wonder if it was like a deleted scene or something. Yeah, I'm sure. Or they just added it. Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> I feel like every 90s movie has to have the break in the fourth wall with an eyebrow twist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mayhem montage in three. <laughs> <laughs> I like this is like just barely sped up too. It's very yeah. subtle, but it's slightly sped up for the whole sequence. Didn't understand what this was. It's a truck ad. It's a truck ad and nothing else. <laughs> Toyota. I didn't understand the reference until much later. So do you see that Crunch Gators chip bag sitting there in the back? Mm-hmm. Later when he's eating ice cream and all that and he's watching the movie, uh, he's seen <laughs> eating that chip bag. So it's like he stole that from Buzz. And One of my like favorite that- memes from this movie is... Sorry, I had to cut you off there, Wes. No, you're good. I was uh, about to mention the but, meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the buzz your girlfriend meme where you, they replace the photo with other stuff. It's just... It's Me good, and Colin it's have definitely... We have definitely taken advantage of that. Anytime we were sent a, like a design or we saw something, <laughs> we would just like send that to each other through that. Oh, yeah. Like I do a lot of email design still, and which works splendidly for the crop of that photo of like just the top third or two half of a email of like, hey, this is our email. Can you fix it? And it's usually like, woof, yeah, woofmaker.com, total treasure. See, there's oh, that chick back sitting next to him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Another fun fact about making this movie is that this movie that he's watching, The Angels with Dirty Souls, is the first scene that they ever filmed for this because they knew that oh. it was low budget and everything. So they, they started off with this for whatever reason because huh. they use like cardboard sets and all that. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. This is another thing, kind of like the little Nero thing, where I love that they just made a, a made up movie to show in this yeah and it's like one of the most quotable things in the movie like the first and second one how great is that actor by the way just like perfectly cast his voice and just i don't know it's his i've never looked this up just his laugh it's great I've never looked it up before, but is he in anything else? I don't feel like I've ever seen him before in anything. 
It's got to be something. Perfect voice. Reading nobody's. She heard him. I feel like there's all those like T-shirts and things that have come out in the last few years, like "Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal." But it's like it's from the second movie, so it's like everybody kind of feels like it's from the original one, but like it actually isn't. That's true. Yeah. Is that Kramer asleep back there? (laughs) (laughs) Or Seth Meyers dressed as Kramer? (laughs) Might be. I would vote on that. (laughs) He's going to wake up with taco neck syndrome. I feel like they're, how I talk about they made up a lot of things for this movie. I feel like there were two product placements. One was Pepsi, of course. Mm -hmm. And the other one was the American Airlines because yeah. I remember that there was a commercial for the VHS. It was like there was a trailer for Fringley, and then there was a commercial for American Airlines where they showed that scene where they were rushing oh. to get on the plane, and then they showed another commercial for Pepsi. So it's like I think that those were the only two like product placement things in this movie. Huh. That's crazy. You'd think they would have had a lot more, but I guess at this point, the movie wasn't meant to be as big as it ended up being. Did you guys ever try to do that? 100%. Did you guys? Like boxes? I never lived in a two-story like house. slide out the door? Oh, really? Yeah, I never have. I never I never did as a kid either, but uh, we had, you know, friends' houses and such. Yeah, we used to take like, sleeping bags. I wasn't bags able now. to do it. I wasn't able to do that in my house because we had a two-story house, but it's like my stairs went down and went to like a left angle to be able to get out of the house. So it's like I would have just ran into a wall if I were to do that. Man. I love that. <laughs> uncle Frank is like the quintessential like jerk I uncle. So good. So beautifully cast. First time seeing Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Yeah, that's true. Well, Daniel Stern. I guess together. Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Joe Pesci was shown earlier. But do you remember how old you were when you found out Daniel Stern was the narrator of Wonder Years? Oh, I found that out probably like five or six years ago. Like <laughs> It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I was like, what? I remember I found that out around the same time. I think it was like when the internet was really becoming a thing and you found out that Uncle Phil did the voice of Shredder and Ninja Turtles and (laughs) Daniel Stern did the narration. What's funny about the Ninja Turtles thing, I recognized his voice as a kid. Like I just knew it was James Avery because I watched both Fresh Prince and Ninja Turtles religiously. Uh, and there was there were moments in Fresh Prince where he would do the Shredder voice, and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's Shredder. I, did, I learned that just now. That's amazing. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, speaking of Daniel Stern, did you know that Bushwhacked was originally meant to be a spinoff from Home Alone? Are you serious? Oh, that's interesting. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I didn't read into it any further. I don't know why it was it was changed. Um, or like the main reason, but apparently that was supposed to be, it was like largely the same plot, but it was going to be 
uh, is he Marv? He's Marv, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, it was going to be him, and it's just a kind of a spinoff adventure where he had like cleaned up his act, but then gets framed for murder. I thought it was funny that out of all people, they were the one people that did not run into the statue ever, because <laughs> they like always are buffoons and like always make mistakes. So like, I always thought it was funny that they never oh, ran yeah, that's into true. that statue there. I always wish that Apparently, I was this good like, at controlling the, like the remote control. He was always really good. <laughs> Sorry, finish that. Apparently, like Daniel Stern was, he was approached to do the part for the movie, but they actually needed him for two more weeks than what he signed up for. So he decided not to take it because they weren't going to pay him any more money. Um, so they hired another actor and like the chemistry was awful with Joe Pesci for whatever reason. So like they ended up going back to Daniel Stern and he agreed to do it still. So it's amazing. So did they like do a bunch of reshoots or how did that actually work? I think it was like just kind of test shoots. They Uh discovered that he just didn't have any chemistry with it. It's the old Eric Stokes treatment. Eric Stoltz, excuse me. Polite anger in French. (laughs) I wonder how many, like, airports they actually shot in, or if they actually just shot in one airport. Maybe just like only at Chicago O'Hare for this kind of thing. <laughs> oh, I, I, I bet it's just the one. Considering how low their budget was for this movie. Which this movie started off as a Warner Brothers picture. And they committed to $10 million to make it. And of course the budget started growing to like something like $14 million And they decided like, nah, we're going to shut down production, but evidently John Hughes kind of knew kind of what was going on that like the budget was, they needed more money. So he was kind of talking with 20th century Fox about it. And so as soon as they shut down the, the picture Fox was ready right behind it to start, um, to take it on and give them the budget that they needed to make it. So this could have not been on Disney Plus right That's now. We could have true. had to watch this on HBO Max. <laughs> or Peacock. <laughs> Which it's like, how did they not trust John Hughes at that point? That's a good That's a good point. Really? It's yeah, like, I, I had that thought too. Like you would think he would come with enough clout to be able to just do whatever he wants. Because like if it was nowadays, it's like they would be throwing money at whatever he was doing. Right. So it's like... Well, now you know why he didn't trust you to you executives and always shot in Chicago. Very true. I know. What a wise man. Do you guys know the name of that actor? I don't know, but I know stuff. he's been in like Alien right. and a few other things. Friends is what I remember him from. I love that Sergeant Balls is his name too. <laughs> 
in a minute here he's gonna drop a piece of donut onto the, the <laughs> beautiful accident the phone and it just stays there and they make a special little sound effect when it drops <laughs> on the newspaper nice attention to detail there i like that yeah oh i've seen this movie a hundred times so i i take in every single detail what is that patch on his shoulder because that was on the flag upstairs in the that on this oh, really? on his right shoulder it's on the flag up in the in the attic is that like the Illinois state flag or something? Could be. I've noticed that the Hughes production logo kind of looks like that. It has like a star and all that with it. Could be. So I wonder if he kind of took that in for like Chicago. Mm-hmm. See, even the police station is like red and green. Oh, yeah. So Christmas. Like everything is decorated. You don't see that at all now. <laughs> That is Chris Columbus's uh, father-in-law who played that cop. Really? On the door. <laughs> oh, that's fun to know. Don't ask me how I know this hey, stuff. I like that you know all this stuff. It makes me happy. It enriches my experience. <laughs> and it's Acting. like because the, f- <laughs> because the phone line was cut, they can't call the house. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a mess in at least take a couple of days to get the mess cleaned up. I looked it up. That flag is the flag of the city of Chicago. Oh. Ah. Well, there you go. Enjoy our vacation. Just take a couple weeks. <laughs> it's such a, like a husband response. Let's just go do what we were planning on doing. Spend all this money on. Mm-hmm. I love how late in the movie we meet John Candy. I think that's so fun. Yeah. You realize how far cue, in the movie it cue is. Cue every like, 90s movie where they're like splitting up. They always play, bells will be ringing. <laughs> <laughs> like the only licensable song back then (laughs) i don't know about you i don't think i would ever leave my wife at the airport for days at a time (laughs) yeah that's got to be a deliberate situation actual soap (laughs) actual soap i've I don't know about you guys. I've never washed in between my toes. <laughs> Probably not my belly button. Either. Yeah, I don't think I've ever specifically really? cleaned my belly button. <laughs> you gotta be left at home, so maybe one day you will. <laughs> when you got the That's time. That's the key. All right, here's the most iconic part of the movie where he screams, which apparently was improvised because he was meant to just slap his face and then remove his hands and then scream, but he, I guess he forgot to remove his hands, which you know, became the poster and everything iconic about the movie. Crazy. It's always amazing how that kind of happens with movies like this. Like something that didn't intend to happen at all becomes so iconic. By the way, I've been, I've been spending my entire professional life trying to mimic Buzz's room for my (laughs) office at work. (laughs) 
It's so true. All the posters and Well, I'm appreciating toys. the Isaiah Thomas poster, but I'm confused because yeah. they're in Chicago. And I see all the Bulls stuff, but it's like, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's like know, they were. I guess he was they were, a superstar. There's a Boglin. Do you know what a Boglin mm-hmm. is? It's like a. Oh, that's the thing like, in hey, uh, Harry Potter that turns into their your worst fear. <laughs> yeah, it's Chris Columbus. He directed Harry Potter, mm-hmm. so that's, that's yeah. a little Easter egg. But like it was like an '80s toy that was kind of you. You would love it, Colin. It's like very grotesque and like monster-like. <laughs> so it is what I said it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that everybody knows what everybody else is doing for vacation. Yeah, you can't sell that stuff if you break it. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder whose voice that is. Yeah, you know it's got to be somebody. Yeah, someone from set. Hi, Rich the Murphys. It's such You're a gone. it's such a random detail to have him wearing the goggles like this. Like it's so unnecessary, no, no. but I'm fine with it. I was going to say that was another plot product placement because <laughs> it had the That's tag true, yeah. on it. Whatever promotion. See, look at all the red and green in the store. Yeah. My God. It's so intentional. Well, it would make sense that a store would be decked out in red and green for the holidays. It's this yeah. level for like a little mom and pop shop? That's yeah. impressive. Uh, that's true. By the way, like what store would sell any toothbrush that's not approved by the American Dental Association? <laughs> Also, why would you not just lie to this dumb kid? Like, yes, of course it is. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> it's Colgate, of course. What an idiot okay. eight-year-old. Okay, we see Marley again, how I was talking about earlier. He slams his his uh, hand on the, the counter, and he's got a bandage on mm-hmm. it that's bloody. Mm-hmm. And he's buying Band-Aids. Do we know why this is yet? I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you as we go yes. along. <laughs> Very excited. Son, you'll pay for that. We're arguing about the American Dental Association. And that's a Colgate Plus. So you know it has to be approved by the American uh, the Dental Jimmy. Association. <laughs> Jimmy, stop that boy. Hey, kid. <laughs> They're going to take this out of my paycheck. No cop leaves My mom's going to kill me. No cop leaves a traffic stop to chase a kid. But I like where we're going <laughs> with this. I don't know what you did, kid. A gazebo. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the, the cop chasing him is just making me think of... Uh, did you guys ever watch Jackass? Yeah. Very much. <laughs> Where... <laughs> Preston Lacey would chase Wee Man around in oh, yeah. <laughs> a diaper. <laughs> hey, get back here! So good. Yeah, like, what town even decorates the bridge? I freaking love it. I know. 
It's like even nobody tr- would ever put Garland on the bridge to yeah. the train. Even the train was red. Everything. <laughs> no detail left undone. And somebody decorated red on that random bush on the <laughs> sidewalk. Our shrubberies will be red. All these people are freaking clutter monsters. I appreciate that. <laughs> Even for shots like that, do they just like shut this neighborhood down to shoot all this for weeks? Like that is crazy. Oh, I'm sure. Multiple houses like that. Uh, I saw something posted online recently of like a couple that lived in a house that was across the street where they filmed the McCallicker's house. It's like they they would like film like on like a camcorder uh, like they will they would film outside of their their window like when they would film scenes and they were like completely like fanboying out about like they were filming a movie across the street. So it's like they release a video that was like from like a newscast or something. Oh, wow. and it's like this couple that lived across the street and like. Macaulay Culkin came over when it was like one of their birthdays and stuff and like saying to them and just all that. That's fascinating. I like how I like how the van is a dodge <laughs> and they focused in on that um, mm. logo mm. as it was hurling towards him. Apparently they filmed that backwards. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it does. Smart. I wonder if I tell you did like the chair situation where uh, the little brother gets like his chair smashed, his face smashed against the wall with the chair. I wonder if they did that backwards too. Oh yeah. <laughs> special effects. Mm. I feel movie like the magic. only like special effects in this movie is like the shine of his golden tooth. Yeah, a little. Make sure you notice that situation. Which is weird to, weird to me that he's like walking away right now because they showed when Marv was leaving the house that the house was across the street where he lived. So it's like, oh, did yeah, he yeah. just want to avoid them the entire time? Guess so. Didn't want to go straight home. Smart kid. Maybe go to the cops. <laughs> Why would he do that? Or the church. Mm. <laughs> Kid's smart. Jesus can save him. <laughs> a few years ago, Haley bought me the Amondo, which is like this awesome company that makes like posters and stuff, a Mondo version of the Home Alone soundtrack. Ooh. Like the score and everything, it's amazing. It's like uh, even just around Christmas time, I love just listening to the score because mm-hmm. it's just like a perfect. Where do you get all? What that? if Kevin actually like replaced Baby Jesus in the manger to get away with it? Yeah, like took off his shirt <laughs> just and his pants and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sat in the manger. <laughs> Do 
I always wanted I used to, to like, make do my this. mom listen. I used to make my mom listen to this song on repeat. <laughs> They're rocking around the Christmas tree That's for whatever I guess, and maybe because of this movie. But like, I would be like again, again, and so, so she would have to like rewind it in the car and play it again. She's like, Wes, you're 16. Drive yourself. <laughs> <laughs> play it again, mom. See, here's all the mannequins. Oh yeah, so yeah, it makes sense. And it's like, why did he have to cut the basketball out of Michael Jordan's cutout? So his arm can move later, right? Maybe. Right. Hey, it is kind of cut there. Maybe it's so it moves later. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it moves later, or at least was designed to. Guess we'll find I out. I had a Michael Jordan cardboard cutout, but I think it was when Jordan was a little bit older. You had your own. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. I had a lot of posters, but I never had the uh, cardboard cutout situation. That always seemed like a. I never had a place to put it. Which I've always wondered if that was an actual cardboard cutout, or like I know that Buzz had a poster up in his yeah. wall, one of those ones that had the ruler oh, yeah. on it, so you could be like, "How tall am I compared to Michael Jordan?" So it's like I wonder if he just like cut that out for whatever reason. Yeah. So this is another just random movie that they filmed on their own, right? That was a joke. No, that. <laughs> oh, you see that kid in the blue sweater back mm-hmm. there? That is uh, one of the kids from Mighty Ducks, the one with the glasses. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. The kind of nerdy one. I remember I went into some kind of IMDb rabbit hole one day <laughs> of like seeing what the cast of Mighty Ducks were doing, and I saw that he was listed as a Home Alone character, and I looked into it, and that was what he did. He was like one of the cousins or something that huh. lives in Paris. So I wonder if there was like some more deleted stuff from this, but uh, I was like, weird. Yeah, I guess just that's the family that they're staying with or whatever, but... I think that's and the judo champion. Green and red, even yeah. in their apartment. Even in Paris. Even in France? Come on. France would never be this tacky. That must be like such an expensive apartment because it's like you look out the window and there's the Eiffel Tower <laughs> right in front like, of them. Like basically at the base of the Eiffel Tower. Loaded. <laughs> it's like where Remy lives upstairs on the top roof where he can see the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Remy and Linguini. I saw Buzz in something recently, like the actor. Um, oh, it was the uh, it was the live action Tick, like the Amazon version oh. that they did a couple of years ago. He was uh, like a conspiracy theorist. Like he, it was called like Tinfoil Somebody. Huh. I was like, why does he look so familiar? So I, another IMDb rabbit hole. I found out that it was. Has time buzz. has time been cruel to him, or has it been? Was he recognizable? No, he actually looks pretty good. He he looks pretty good for hmm. for Buzz. I've always yeah. wondered how how did how did uh, Kevin call to order pizza if that if Ooh. the phone lines were down? Well, that's the one like plot hole that oh, I can find. Oh, that's good. In this movie. That's good. I'm sitting here thinking, why do you have to go to all this trouble? I mean, like, why do they care if it's a kid that answers <laughs> the door and gives him money? Like. Because he only had $12, so he couldn't give much of a tip, so he didn't want to be judged. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I hadn't I thought about do. the pizza little spot there, though. Maybe he emailed him. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he ordered online. He ordered on the app, yeah. 5G, bro. I've always wondered, it's like, why didn't this dude, like, call the cops when he got back to work? <laughs> it's like, some dude was shooting at me for delivering a pizza. Hey, wait a second. they would know who it was. But they left they, they, after him. they left a message across the street as well earlier. Remember, they, they got the phone call across the street while the wet bandits were there. So the phone lines worked over there, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe they're fixed at this point. Hmm. Hmm. They only Good points with it. They tried to call the it house one time. It must have been a couple of days at this point. <laughs> We tried the house one time. That's enough. He didn't answer. Now let's fly back. Oh, all right. By the way, I think this this lady right here is the true villain of the the movie because like <laughs> you hear all the stuff that she's offering her to like get her ticket, like five hundred dollars jewelry and all the stuff. It's like she's like, give me more, give me more, offer me more. It's like. Does she not have a heart for her to like ha- have to bargain so much to like get her ticket? <laughs> I mean, is she the villain or is he the villain? Yeah. <laughs> Wilford Brimley wannabe. Yeah. That old guy, he was in uh Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Yes, that's right. He was he was uh he was on the plane. He was falling asleep on Steve Martin's shoulder. <laughs> so he must have been a friend of John Hughes for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Do you guys ever watch Johnny Carson? Not growing up. My parents definitely did. So, I, like, whenever I was going to bed late or something, I always remember them laying in bed watching Johnny Carson. Hmm. My parents once got this box VHS set of like the best of Johnny Carson and it was like four VHS tapes and like going through each decade that he was the host of the Tonight Show. Oh, wow. um, and I mean, we watched it. It made us laugh. It was hysterical. I mean, he was obviously great at late night hosting. But that was obviously I didn't watch him live because we were too young. Yeah. But anyway, better than Jay Leno. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that's for sure yeah we watched a lot of Jay Leno growing up but I never hit Carson I always forget that they did the scene twice where he oh, that's true. his face that was a random thing that they threw back around for he's already done this he knows how bad this is going to go although it wouldn't yeah. actually sting if he didn't shave but everything is fine Even the spider's annoyed. See, <laughs> so look at how decked out the grocery store even this is. This town is awesome. <laughs> Freaking Chicago is where Christmas is happening. This is why we have false expectations about holidays during a whole day. Oh, gosh, hood. it's so true. It's like watching like even like a R- Roseanne and Home Improvement Halloween episodes. It's like nobody has Halloween parties like they right. do. I always felt like this lady for some reason was meant to be like a figure skater and didn't make it. And somehow she got cast in this and this is what her legacy is, even though she's just rude. Like, I feel like you could picture that haircut. Like, yeah, like ready to do the pose, like ready to start her (laughs) thing. I don't know. For some reason that like is stuck in my brain. Even she's wearing red and green Mm -hmm. and there's nothing but holiday magazines on the rack. 
for the kids. That's what I say every time I go to Target. Because <laughs> I'm always buying toys of some sort. <laughs> That's really good. I also like the logo is up on that screen while she's doing that, by the way. See? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Just the logo <laughs> on the screen over there. <laughs> Gosh, Sally, a freaking interrogator. Get a warrant. Because <laughs> you're a stranger. No, nobody talks like Isn't Corinne it? in this. This can't be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no Chicago accents. Chicago. I always wondered how they kind of pulled that off. Is there like a string attached to both bags that That's they true, maybe. fell out at the same time? Maybe the bag's just improvised. <laughs> I love that he's been alone for what, like two days at this point? <laughs> he's already just doing his laundry and everything? Not- hey man, I went to college, <laughs> I stayed away, and had to learn real quick how to be an adult. Yeah. Didn't know how to do laundry. Took I love that week. like... I love that he was complaining at the beginning of the movie about like packing his suitcase, but it's like he's doing laundry. I don't even know how to do laundry at this point. <laughs> you married just in time. I know. <laughs> You're like, I have one shirt left. You want to get married? <laughs> <laughs> that was the mm-hmm. caveat. I love the double gloves too. It's the gloves over the gloves. <laughs> yeah, it's fingerless gloves over. Which, in theory, gloves. you'd want to do the opposite. It's cold. But it makes me laugh. <laughs> Dad. Egghead is the lamest insult too. Egghead. That was the thing about when they cast Joe Pesci is that he had the hardest time not swearing. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. That's why, like, later in the movie when he gets hurt, he, like, makes up. Just like, gibberish. Fresher, 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 fresher. <laughs> so, like, that was the only way that he could, like, cope with not cussing is just making up gibberish. That's so funny. I love there's coffee in the coffee maker too. <laughs> you made coffee? A lot of it too. You made coffee or your parents left coffee? Both are terrible. How do you clean the whole kitchen but leave the coffee? I know. It's like when they were on the plane asking like what she felt like they forgot something. She asked, did you turn off the coffee maker? And he said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm. Why would you make coffee and not drink it? I love that you save the fireworks for this moment instead of the pizza guy, because why would you waste it on the time that you planned for? That's true. Because it one-ups the situation. I wonder if that was like the first take of them doing that, because his like, smirk of getting it right seems like he's <laughs> so pleased with himself of like, I got the sound just right. <laughs> Oh, 
I don't know no shakes. Definitely how interrogations work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, another yeah, American they've had Airlines. They've a lot of plot. transition shots of American Airlines. Okay, you see that bearded guy behind that one lady mm-hmm. in line? It's Elvis, right? Yeah, there is like a a legend that that is Elvis. What? Because. I forget where they are, like St. Louis or something, uh-huh. and apparently that's where the last place that Elvis was or something something of that nature. Oh, wow. So, like, everybody, like, put together, like, hey, maybe that's Elvis. And he's just, but, you like, know, working <laughs> as a Hollywood extra. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, he's a friend of John Hughes, and he just wants to do a favor. He definitely wants to appear on camera if he's hiding his life. Scranton. <laughs> He does kind of look like Elvis. He does. Uh, here comes the great John Candy, the Gus Polinski, the Polka King. I know it. Which how how do you script for what he says? Like I think that's what's up. Like just him riffing on the random song names. Like how do you well, write that for someone like him? Uh, I feel like that's what's so magical about his. Apparently, he improved everything that he said. Oh, of course, he did. Of course. Apparently, John Hughes was like a, a stickler for his script, but he trusted John Hughes, and so like they, of course, Candy. tried to get him in the movie somehow. So they're like, this was like one of the only days that John Hughes was on set, so like he just he just let him riff like off the script and everything. So he makes up everything that he says. That's amazing. The Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> Man, I love John Candy. I miss him so much. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you know, Catherine O'Hara and him were on SCTV together, so they were able to kind of, you know, play off of each other. (laughs) Sheboygan. Very, very big in Sheboygan. <laughs> there was also like a legend online that he is the devil in this movie because she says, if I have to sell my soul to the devil himself, uh-huh. and then he comes up right after she says that. And if you remember... And planes, trains, and automobiles. There's like a brief moment where Stephen Martin pictures him in like a devil outfit. That's interesting. I like that. Have you ever heard the kind of the concept of um, like possible Tyler Durden's in certain movies? Mm-mm. No. Like you, you kind of find a movie where it's like there's a character, but that character only interacts with one other character, and no one else ever like recognizes their existence. Uh-huh. Mm. I feel like John Candy there is a possible ty- Tyler Durden. Mm. By the way, Tyler Durden is a reference to Fight Club mm. and 
Uh, well, the ending of Fight Club. Got it. Got it. Spoiler alert. I was going to say something like Sixth Sense or something. Yeah. Um, although he did have his other polka players with him, so. <laughs> he does never interact with the other polka guys. She just looks over and they wave at her. So. He's <laughs> a stone look. <laughs> So funny to me that he just like chopped off the like top fourth of the tree, <laughs> and I wish I was rich that I could just go in my backyard and just cut down a Christmas know, tree. Right? Like nobody thought of that before this moment. It's a very well trimmed tree, though. Most trees don't look as nice yeah. as that one. As well. It's always bugged me. I was like, how did how could he have possibly seen the reflection of him in the window when you can't even see it when they zoom in on it? <laughs> That was definitely in the trailer. <laughs> I love his pork chop, like sideburns, too. It's so good. I, I definitely tried that look in high school. Really? It wasn't inspired like, by Daniel Stern, but it's like when you realize you can grow a beard before everybody else, you do all <laughs> you go through all the faces. It's almost like a homeless, like uh, Tony Stark look. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unkempt Tony Stark. Not, not, not. Another fun fact Placement. about John Candy. Appar- apparently, yeah, for real. Apparently, the pizza guy actor got paid more than John Candy because he was just offered like a standard uh, payment for an actor for the day. And he worked for something like 23 hours. Oh, my gosh. As like a favor for John Hughes. That's crazy. He's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Scott Calvin. <laughs> oh, look at all the red and green. <laughs> and this actress that plays this elf was actually like a flight attendant in the second oh, movie. Oh, interesting. She just looks 80s, like her face. It's Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not her hair or anything. <laughs> she, she's like her face your, looks she's, 80s. She's like your best friend's older sister. <laughs> the one you had a crush on, For probably. sure. Oh, bad Santa. That line. Oh, my gosh. That one had a good run. <laughs> Baby shots for the Easter Bunny. I feel like this actor was on something else, too. Yeah. Probably a John Hughes movie. You'll have to go on your IMDb deep dive and figure out what else he was in. I know. No, that's all right. Oh, he was in Groundhog Day. He was when Bill Murray comes out of his room and the guy asks what the weather is today. Uh, he was that guy. Okay, okay. And apparently he was in Armageddon as well. I don't know what he did, but his yeah. name was, was he Max. also in Liar Liar? 
I don't know. Armaged- Do you have his IMDb page up? <laughs> I have Armageddon, it up. I definitely saw a whole total of one times, so I don't know if that's a... Uh, I have a lot of reference now. No, he was he was in an episode of Seinfeld though. Oh. A episode. And he was something in the a voice in the TV show Dinosaurs. <laughs> so he's been not been busy but, recently, is what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> but Home Alone was epic, his first gig. Epic apparently. 90s career. Yeah, he crushed it for about a decade there. Well, he was a voice in Wonder Park than the classic 2019 animated feature uh-huh. film. Is this conveying to us classic. that the, his, their neighbors are Jewish with the blue lights, or is that just coincidence over there? Because they have a Santa out front. <laughs> oh, interesting. Hmm. The only people who stayed home on our whole block. <laughs> hey, what the if, people across if, the street have the blue uh, lights too. What if those were all mannequins and cardboard cutouts? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't see Michael Jordan. Go into them. Ask it's if you fake. can call your parents. No, okay, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> just go back to your empty house and fight off your villains. Well, he assumes that his family disappeared. He doesn't think that he was left. No, that's right? true. What, like rapture? Does he think that it? Yeah, like he made a wish, so like he oh, just assumes right. that his parents are just gone. Uh, being drawn in by the church again. <laughs> what a metaphor! I've never really noticed that he's wearing red and green too. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally, just about every shot in this movie has Christmas yeah. colors. It's really true. Tell you that's why there are so many plants in their house. I've got to make sure they have some sort of green. <laughs> that's a poinsettias. A poinsettias. But they're wearing gold and red. Why didn't they wear green Ooh. and red? It's classier. That's true. Classy. Because it makes that's it seem more magical with like the glow of the uh, film and the lenses back then. It makes it feel extra magical. Mm. Not a big turnout. For Isn't this, this rehearsal? I think he says that at some point. This is like, I have to come to the practice because I can't come to the actual service kind of thing. Mm. Oh. I think that's accurate. Might be having a bad memory of that. All-time favorite Christmas song, by the way. Oh, Holy Night? Yes. I think that's Haley's favorite song, Christmas song, too. That's a good one. Just in here, chilling, taking it in. Apparently, the John scene Pugh's. is like the most like heavily, like with the most lines that Kevin has had to say in this movie. So, like Macaulay Culkin, like did this all in one take. Like he really took mm. it seriously. Like. So, like, he had a ton of lines, and Chris Columbus was kind of nervous about it, but, like, Macaulay Culkin killed huh. it. Such, like, good, subtle, emotional uh, acting there, too, which is pretty good. I know. Like, nonverbal. Here you go. Let's see. Offensive. Why does that matter? <laughs> yeah. 
a rude kid. So to my point earlier about when he had a wounded hand, when he shakes his hand here in a minute, he has the bandage uh-huh. on his hand. And at the very end, when he has reunited, spoiler alert, with his daughter and son, with his granddaughter and son, he waves and his, the bandage is gone. So I think that there's like a theory that like, mm. you know, there's like healing yeah. in his family going through this movie. It's good. And I've even kind of heard that there's like a Christ-like uh, refer- like kind of like a thing with this where you know, the wounded hand and everything and how Kevin's kind of confessing, confessing his sins mm. here. And at the end where the wet bandits get them in the neighbor's house, they put them up on the door kind of like as the cross, like he's being put up on the cross and Marley saves oh, him. Wow. So I don't, I, that is a very far stretch. No, that's kind of that's theory, what they call a deep cut. That's interesting. interesting. Honestly. Yes. Also in your reference. (laughs) (laughs) And how Buzz called him Old Man Marley. That was the character in Christmas Carol. Uh Yeah, see, that's where he tells her. Yeah, this is where he says he's not welcome. There you go. Good call, Colin. Mm. I did always wonder, like, while he, he said he was unwelcome, how he, how the parents weren't there to see the daughter sing. Yeah, but that's like true. The, the rehearsal makes a lot more sense. Yeah, with that, I never noticed that. Man, uh, apparently John Hughes was just really good about filling plot holes. Yeah, apparently so. Except for the phone situation, busted him on that. He's one. read in a few movies. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing, dude. That one, that line right there is like classic. John. You're never too old to be afraid. Like that's like such a. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you're grown yeah. up. Like I think that's such a good underlying part of all of his movies in some way. Yeah, cuts mm-hmm. deep, like the mm-hmm. deep cuts. Even just how tight this is shot, it like makes it such an intimate moment. It's so fun. Yeah. yeah very shallow at the field. <laughs> I even saw. I don't know how this even makes sense that old man Marley is Kevin when he's an old oh, man like, from the future. That's interesting. <laughs> you can beat up for wearing something like that. Yeah. Man, that's a tough white collar yeah. second grade school he goes to. I know, man. I know. No tolerance. Tough streets in the yeah. second grade. See? band-aid oh yeah 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 slight healing there and they like focus on it every time so it's like you know it has to be intentional that's good i hadn't ever i had never caught that so it's funny to me it's like he's not like 
So, like, two burglars about to come to my house in, like, 30 yeah. minutes. So, what should I do? So You want to yeah. help? So, kid, why are you here miles from our house? Where we obviously <laughs> both live by yourself. No? Didn't bring that <laughs> so one up? So, this is... I. But part of the genius of this movie is that it's so interesting. When you know it was promoted, like, the last part of this movie was the bit heaviest promoted to this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like... The oh, heaviest yeah. part promoted, all the action, the all the shots. burglars getting beat up, all the zany stuff happening. But there's a whole movie leading up to those points. And I know, and it's like we're all here for it too. Yeah. So it's not like we're you're just kind of bearing the lead. It's like it's earned for sure. So like it's game time now, but like you just watched basically an entire prologue just to this moment. But it's well written, and you don't get bored with it. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go through a phase after seeing this movie where you wanted to plan out like traps and stuff yes. in your house? <laughs> Definitely did. Which I always felt I rem- like I was uh, I rem- unable to succeed given the fact that I had no upstairs. It was always an, always underwhelmingly. That was another pl- product placement as Matchbox. Oh, yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. Micro machines. Micro machines. Yeah, not Matchbox cars. Um, but like, I remember there was this period around this time that this movie came out that like, there was a few weeks where like somebody would come in in the middle of the night and knock over everybody's trash cans every week. And also like kind of went through and knocked people's, uh, mailboxes with a baseball bat. Cause you could tell that some people's were broken or loosened or something. So, like, I remember me and my friend on the bus would, like, plan out, like, traps and stuff to get the people that were doing this to go into our house. And, like, I drew out, like, a map of, like, traps and stuff. I love that. And this is, like, poorly planned dinner. Yeah. Like, he went to church and everything, but he waits until three minutes before nine o'clock to fix his mac and cheese. <laughs> He's been very busy. Yeah. And again, another point of, like, he was worried about having to pack a suitcase, but he, like, littered his house with, like, very intricate traps. <laughs> yeah, but this is way more fun. It's true. I guess it's all about what motivates you, huh? And that's another thing of like how the dad was like in the mob or some kind of spy or something. That's why, how he knows how to make traps oh, and things like that's that. That's funny. He's seen dad do some sinister things in his day. Been <laughs> along for a few ride alongs here and there. Even the china in the back is red and yeah. green. That's crazy. And the burglar, like the wet bandits are very like poignant in their time of getting there right at nine o'clock. They haven't figured out their lives when they're stealing, but they've definitely know how to show up on time. So the jobs they don't have. (laughs) So responsible. There was the line from our podcast intro. This is it. Don't get scared. Yep. So true. So if you ever wondered what that was from. You get a dollar if you knew that. And it's like, how did he know that they were going to come to the that back door? <laughs> so here we are 
an hour and 17 minutes into the movie and it's the first bit of action which i'm sure <laughs> was nothing but the trailers that you saw to get you to do this movie <laughs> see here's his made-up cuss yeah. words that shot is so good (laughs) there was a a thing where the cinematographer for this movie was he was like like a beginner kind of so um he was very nervous about getting all the stunt shots. So they had this, like they, it was like a bonus cam. Like it was kind of essentially like a GoPro, but like, you know, small camera for that time being so that they would have a extra camera for wide shots and above shots, just, just in case Uh they weren't able to get the, the stunts. And that, eventually became part of like their comedic style with the whole movie is like this kind of how we know it now kind of gopro style looking things so like these that that. view of him completely above is like part of like things that kind of create their style and like comedic moments just even like in that like how many shots they have of him going down the stairs like there's like four or five different angles in a row right there like either he did it a bunch of times or they had a lot of cameras i feel like there's a lesson there on that i i'm really annoyed with american action movies with how much like quick cuts they do and close-ups they do during fight scenes and stuff when usually the best stuff cinema cinematically like the best fights to watch the best action to watch is a wider shot and kind of yeah. sitting and just letting the Ugh. the actors or stuntmen do their work because it's kind of a marvel in itself mm-hmm. to watch people do that. And uh, I think and this even, is a lesson there where they're like, hey, the wider shot is actually just the better shot. Yeah, and it's like props <laughs> to the stuntmen because they are actually doing oh, all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. There is like no special effects or no like soft pads that they're falling on. They're actually falling on concrete. Well, and if you think about, I mean, if you've ever watched a, a Jackie Chan movie, and there's very few cuts in those fights. I mean, they just choreograph the heck mm-hmm. out of it, and they keep the yeah. they keep the shot wide, and you just let them do their work, and it's so much more fun to watch. Yeah, dude, even the basement has red and green everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it'd have been fun to be the prop person for this. <gasps> there's more plants on upside down now. See, I'm sta- I'm standing by that like horticulture situation. Uh, yeah, someone's got a hobby. <laughs> so someone's true. got a hobby here. <laughs> Why do you keep plants in a basement? Yeah, though? you're trying to get them, make it to the winter. It's the only place they'll stay warm. You know, when you're trying to have a grow house and everything. Mm. Oh, okay. Don't run into that in the cell. See, this is the bonus cam where it falls through. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like little things like that had like created like the comedic moments in this movie. <laughs> Just even the way he goes up the stairs is so great. I know. <laughs> Whoever came. I've honestly gone upstairs <laughs> like that, just learning from this just movie. The, just for the measure of it all, just to make it. I love it. It would have been. It would have been fun to have made that prop too of like the door handle like that. Yeah, I've always wanted like a door handle with my last it's name, a big giant a letter on it. <laughs> That's how you know door. you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> 
always wondered how they did that effect of his hand being burned. Yeah, that's true. Makeup, I guess. Okay, so you know me. I love like horror movies and like slasher uh-huh. stuff and like people gore and everything. It's like for whatever reason, the little things like this scene where, where he steps on the nail oh, yeah. and <sighs> paper cuts and things that gets me more than anything. You could like chop somebody's head off and I'm fine. For, for some reason, those little things like that just yeah. get to me so much. It's so subtle, but it's like you can picture yourself doing that, that little prick of pain. Hey, he stood the trash cans back up. All right. I have, I have no idea how they did this scene where his head gets burnt <laughs> with the fire. That is true. Maybe they just like had a, because it's not a, it's not a stunt person. Let's say just like CG'd his face in there or something. Like that. I don't no, know. That, it's like I don't feel like they yeah. could have at that point. That's a good could question. Could they have? I mean, I think I, I'm sure there were practical like stunt props or hat or like frame flame retardant stuff they could put yeah. on his head. Yeah, because that because like that has shot. to be where it's smoking. Yeah. And apparently every scene that Marv is walking out in the snow, he has rubber feet, like like since he's barefoot. So if you know that and you watch him walking outside, you can totally tell that he's not actually (laughs) barefoot. (laughs) That's really it. So apparently the only thing that's not red and green in this movie is the kitchen camera. Yeah, that is odd. I mean, they couldn't go too far with it. I know. It would just be ridiculous at that point. <laughs> it is, and now it's funny for my brain to think about that now. So you look at him, like, watching. It looks like he's wearing, like, yeah. flippers or something. Apparently, the editor watched a lot of Looney Tunes to edit these parts of movies to get like the comedic uh, timing and all the waiting all that. and that kind of stuff. Like, gives and you a it, chance to react. It's pretty smart. And apparently, before even John Hughes was on it, they did a cut of the movie, and it's the sound and everything was very Looney Tunes. and And Chris Columbus was like, "I don't know, we need to," but the music yeah. though. <laughs> So yeah, you can make this really hokey. It's crazy how something like that could like change the movie's tone yeah. completely. Ah. There's definitely a rhythm to this movie, which is really interesting. Like some of the ways that they do the injuries and stuff. It's like a, a beat to it. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So which of these traps would be most likely to kill them in real life? I think it's the, I feel like the paint can no, do a lot of damage. That pipe yeah. in the, that he comes around with. This one. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the pipe. And the oh, second, and the one, second yes. one, yes. I mean, the second one, yeah. when they're in that house, oh, my gosh. So many things in that house would well, kill them. Well, he throws the bricks from us from like the roof of the <laughs> yeah. building. Oh, yeah. Their faces. That alone. <laughs> that would, yeah. 
And like taking a shot with a BB gun right in the face, that that would have to do some damage. True. I remember in that scenario where I was talking about making traps, the only thing that I actually did, the green the green phone, my gosh, um, I did that wire across, like, my bedroom, and, like, I couldn't figure out how to make it stay. I was just, like, taping it, and it just would not stay. Yeah, I do remember setting traps for, like, my friend's mom and that kind of stuff, just, like, to be annoying. <laughs> it would do that. I feel like he could just grab his gun real quick and turn it on him. For real. Use that. I mean, he's going to shoot him in the face point blank. Why can't he just use it now? Have you guys ever petted tarantula or did this make you like crazy scared of them? Uh, no. No. Hey, look, there's the Michael Jordan poster in the background. Mm. Did you see that? Mm-mm. I wonder if that's like an inconsistent. Oh, like it was like still a, there hung a up. shot thing. By the way, that screen with the tarantula, he had to do it silently when they filmed it as to not scare the tarantula. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Oh. So he, I guess, overdubbed the amazing screen. <laughs> Falsetto screen. Out, out there. <laughs> See, yeah. there's the Michael Jordan oh, poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good eye. So this would, I mean, this would make somebody spit blood for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. He'd be dead. It's so funny to me, too. Like, like crowbar- cracked ribs. Yeah. Puncture along. Crowbars are so useless for so many things, except for what burglars must use them for. <laughs> like, <laughs> for pulling out nails. It's so odd to me to think about like how they get used like, by all bandits. Oh, yeah. For what it's worth, it's incredibly difficult to make a rope this taut let alone to get it to be able to have <laughs> a kid be able to dangle from it. But man, that was my dream <laughs> to be able to zip line like that. Some winch skills. <laughs> You'll notice the rope. Oh, yeah. The rope that's going to the treehouse didn't yeah, lead them I guess off. they're bandits for a reason. Did you guys ever have a treehouse? We we made one in my backyard, yeah, growing up, but it wasn't this cool. I never had like a cool panels on the side or anything or lights. It's hard to make a treehouse in a palm tree. Believe in, don't <laughs> let your dreams true. be dreams, Corey. You can do it. <laughs> Now's your chance. Now you've got a house like, you're building right now. That's true. We built like a playhouse thing next to a tree, okay. so it's like, yeah, this is my treehouse. It's a tree adjacent house. <laughs> yes. It's like I feel like the treehouse he has is like the most classic one. It's it's yeah. almost like the Simpsons type treehouse. Shut it, Mov. That's one of the quotes that I say. <laughs> you do that one, yeah. Quite often. Shut it, Mov. the rubber feet again. <laughs> Good eye. Uh, I'll never forget that. That's so funny. I never noticed that. <laughs> Gosh, that makes me laugh. 
For whatever reason, the scene where they're just kind of dancing through the snow with the music just makes me laugh every time. Where it's like... Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, that's all the action. Yeah. That's true, yeah. For what an iconic uh, so, set yeah, of traps like, it was. What, 12 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. That was the movie. Which, you know, I'd you like know, to see the count on the second one. I'm sure they upped it big time as far as the oh length yeah. of all the shenanigans. Yeah. In, you know how I said that they filmed the interior of the house in a, in a high school right. gym? Yeah. This one was built in the pool of the high school so that they could do fill oh, it wow. with water and everything. Brilliant. which is such an odd situation where like they've gone from basically like thieves to where like they've gone through so much they lose their mind that he's literally about to bite the fingers off of a child like that is some extra (laughs) next level insanity that he jumps to like he skips a few rungs of mayhem (laughs) right in this moment Apparently, uh, <laughs> Joe Pesci went to like a lot of lengths to make sure that Macaulay Culkin himself was scared of him. So like he kind of ignored Macaulay Culkin throughout the whole oh, filming wow. and stayed distant to him. And apparently, he at one point in one of those takes, he actually did bite his finger and break the skin. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I wish cops really drove the way that they drive in movies. It'd be so much more fun to. I know, just, just swerving, yeah, into constantly e brake sliding into things, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> makes for more fun to watch i guess also this was not shot that long ago why are those like uh, cop cars from the 50s <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking that like, we got them dano book them take them downtown you know what i'm saying <laughs> the perps going away for a long time put them in the paddy, paddy wagon <laughs> yeah. the perps here see we're going downtown so fun. those cop cars are so old school They're like the ones out of like uh the old like naked gun movies <laughs> I feel like they use the same cars in Christmas Vacation. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that's what, like, what it is—is is, like this weird thing that he just likes the nostalgia of with the way those look. I mean, was it like that in the late '80s? I mean, was it right before they switched to probably more was modern stuff? Christmas Vacations was set in uh, Chicago too, yeah. right? Because John Hughes wrote that as well, so it would have happened, yeah. then, I guess. Because he's wearing like a Blackhawks jersey and like a a Bears mm-hmm. shirt and hat and all that. He baked cookies. I feel like we. I feel like next year we need to do this with Christmas vacation. Oh man, that's a fun one. <laughs> so, and all the craziness he had time to wrap presents for his mom and put on <laughs> he gave a shirt. garbage tip to the poor friggin pizza guy but he bought gifts for all his family that doesn't exist <laughs> get out of here <sighs> you're not uh, I love this bit with John mm-hmm. Candy it's so amazing to me that he made up this whole <laughs> thing about the funeral parlor and <laughs> <laughs> I know he made that all up that's not scripted Oh yeah, my god. All of it. All of his lines are improvised. Unbelievable. How did she not laugh? Well, it's like like I said they were on SCTV together, so I bet that they just had this kind of natural chemistry that what they a used gift. to have. I want to be that fun. I know. Wish I was that funny. 
like she is like Corey's point like she is so funny but she is playing it so straight in this movie Alone with a corpse. <laughs> After six or seven weeks, he was okay. Start talking again. <laughs> oh, John Candy is such a so gift. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, I never knew that he made that up. That makes it so much better. And she is a legend. And apparently this uh scene you know they they had just few shots of the exterior of the house but there was like an understanding while they were shooting that the first heavy snow they needed to film this last scene because it was like Mm -hmm. you know christmas day the money shot so like evidently like it was february in chicago but for whatever reason there was just not snowing but Second day they were shooting, it started snowing, so everybody's beepers went off, and they had to like relocate and shoot this last scene outside oh, wow. the house. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I did actually always wonder, like, how do they time that so right? For how many weeks did they have to shoot to get it to know that it was done that quickly? That's nuts. That must be the most annoying thing about filming holiday movies. It's just like making sure everything is like set with. The red and green and, like, the snow right. and everything. It's a lot of extra work. Because I even know, like, they were just recently filming a, a holiday movie. Well, not recently. I guess it was a few months ago. They were, like, doing pickups for a holiday movie over here right near us in, like, uh, September. And it was, like, all decked out for Christmas. <laughs> it's so much. Like, it's way more decorating for Christmas than they do normally. You would think it would, like, save them a lot of trouble if they waited to film Christmas movies during Christmas and then just release True. it the next year. They don't have that kind of planning. Tears. But they don't want to wait. I want to film it, and then I want to release it on media. Like, who's on the mantle right there? I don't know if I ever checked that out. Yeah. That picture. I just noticed that too. I didn't know who that was. Great Grandpa McAllister. And I love that he was a responsible enough kid to like completely clean <laughs> the house after he. I wouldn't know how to clean it. up some of what he but did. And clean the house, wrap the presents. But somehow he still didn't clean up Buzz's room. <laughs> well, screw that guy. Yeah, he just. Like, uh, I hate Buzz. I'm just gonna leave his house in a complete disarray. Is that her vape? La, da, da, da. <laughs> they didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> this kills me too. It's like she could have just waited with the family. I know. I know. But I guess she would have never Seconds known. Seconds before. It's kind of like how my dad drives. Like he hates waiting at like red lights and stuff. So it'll take constant back roads just so he has the illusion that oh, he's moving. That. So it's like, it's probably the same thing with her. It's like, I have to move, but it's like, if you just wait for a second, you get there exact totally. same time. It's Burberry jacket, rich. 
He's like, I got a guy. He uh, he got us all in a pretty quick little. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where the milk and eggs thing came from. Like when it snows in the south. Like I got milk. I got eggs. <laughs> yeah, we learned it from Home Alone. That's where all of our fears <laughs> come from. <laughs> On their ah! Apparently it was supposed to end there, but like like you said, Corey, like Chris Columbus wanted to add that emotional depth, mm-hmm. so like they added that Marley character. So it was supposed to be like a wink at the camera. Right, and freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> And somehow missed the gold tooth when he cleaned up everything, including the tar on the basement <laughs> stairs. And well, it didn't sparkle at him like it did when Joe Pesci smiled. That's true. You had to clean up during the night, so it only it only sparkle it only sparkles when it shows piss when it's that's in true. Joe Pesci's right. mouth. That's that's a rule. What if those weren't his family? That was just like three random Christmas carolers that showed up, and he's like, "You're my family now." Uh, Go inside, it's snowing, you monsters. Making a spectacle. Also, did you ever wear a robe as a kid? No, I've never oh, worn a robe in my oh. entire life. <laughs> I think I got a robe for Christmas at one point, and I loved it. See, his hand is healed now. Oh, I'm shook by that detail. As is his relationship. Oh. That's a pretty good ending, though, if you think about it. It, oh, yeah, it snaps you back into what just went on. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, I love it. So good. Mac Bing. Good work, Matt Bing. Mac Bing. All right. Well, thanks for watching along with oh us. Oh, my gosh. We're not going to stay through the credits because that's a long time. Uh, that was fun, guys. That was very fun. So we're not going to do it mystery science theater style and make fun of everybody's <laughs> names. In the credits. No, thanks. I would be about that. No, thanks. We'll spare everybody for that. <laughs> but we hope you guys enjoyed watching home alone with us, the past Ford castians. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, we need to come up with a name, I guess for who <laughs> we are. The past forward. No. Um, I had fun. I don't know if you guys did, but um, yeah, it was good learning some facts. Wes, you are an encyclopedia. Impressive, to say the least. <laughs> it is very impressive. To so, be truthful, I've learned basically everything I know from the movies that made us episode of Home Alone. <laughs> so nice. If you've seen that, you know exactly everywhere I got my information. <laughs> yeah, so basically everybody who listens to this podcast probably has seen that before, and they're like... Yeah. Wes, I already know. Gosh. Uh, shut up. Uh. Shut but, up. Let me watch the movie. Why am I even listening to this? <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it regardless. We, uh, you know, uh, I didn't say this at the top, but it's been a while since we recorded. So um, sorry about that, I guess. But thank you for staying subscribed. And we do not plan on going anywhere. We're going to record when we can, uh, however we can. Maybe we'll do more of these in the future. Let us know what you think uh, about this whole uh, hanging out and watching movies together thing can follow us at Pass Forwardcast on Instagram and Twitter. We have an email address, passforwardcast at AOL.com. Mm. So that's it 
for us. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> you give up or you're thirsty for more. <laughs> Later, Snorks. And Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Past Ward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not... Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's on! Oh, yeah! Kick it!